Previously on Kawhi Fi Quest. I'm a dragon! No adventure! Seriously? Dave the Dragon at your service! Purveyor of wares, seller of me crafts, hawking me goods across the land. Oh my Hestia, that's a real life dragon. He's a big one. Oh you, yes. I get mistaken for a bear all the time. This makes no sense. There's no way there can be a dragon here. How have you remained hidden for all these years? It really wasn't that hard. I stayed in my cave. I didn't feel comfortable coming out. It's not ready. Wasn't the right time. What, socially? No, winter's coming. Oh, but listen to me, Pratlin here. Are you here to buy some things? Show me what you've got. Oh, I've got these shiny beads. Look, they're on a string. Look at them glitter. Those look like diamonds. Oh, and I've woven this lovely basket. Is that made of swords? Oh, you like that, do you? I've also got this. I've been working really hard on it. It's a wicker chair I made out of swords. It's pretty stylish. Isn't that a copyright breach? <laughs> oh no, I set it on fire. That's disappointing. I worked really hard on it, but at the very end, it just fell apart. I can't believe I'm asking this, but do you know anyone called Karen? Oh, from accounts. Sorry, accounts? Oh, well, we all keep treasure, don't we? Mm. Yeah, 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 true. Makes sense, yeah. And there's all these wares. Someone's got to keep track of all the sales and taxes. No one really thinks about how this all works in the fantasy world. I feel like we've gotten off topic here. Was Karen responsible for the Unirabbits that attacked Mirror Village? Oh, Village Village? Well, yes and no. She was running her centennial checks, making sure my license was uh, up to date. Oh, that's a thing? A dra dragon license? Yes, and I was cleaning out my closet and there were all these little horned dust bunnies. And Karen arrived early and I just panicked and brushed them out the back door. Wait, so there's actually a Karen the Dragon? And she's actually to blame. Oh, yes, honey, it's all true. Ha! Called it. So, can you take us to Karen then? Mm, that depends. This has got to be of a quid pro quo. A what? A trade, darling. This is my life now. So, what do you want? Hmm. I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. So, tell us what you want, what you really, really want. Mm, I'll tell you what I want. What I really, really want. Okay, this has gone far enough. Just when it was getting good. It was never good. I want. Oh, I want that. No. You can't mean... Yes. No! Yes! Your helmet. No! Um, um, I mean, yeah, you can have it. It was getting old. But I thought you bought it only a couple days ago. Not what he meant. Not what I meant. Avalanche! Kanida! Anita! It's over 9,000! Nani? Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii-fi. 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 Kawaii-fi radio! And welcome to a new episode of Kawaii Fi Radio, the podcast where we look into the world of anime and manga and all things in between. I'm your host, Kyle, and joining me are co-hosts Coco and Kenny. How you doing? Hello. Hey, how you going? Can I just say, you know, I really love our theme song. I, I just, I'm just I bouncing along really to it. Along. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Always driving along to it whenever we start. So, are you recovered from earlier this week's marathon viewing session? <laughs> Somehow, yes. <laughs> Somehow. Took a lot of copies. But yeah, it, it, it certainly back. did. But before we do get onto that, we need to talk about what's airing at the moment. And I want to start with No Gun Life. Yeah, we finally got around to watching that. And yeah, can, it's about can I as just crazy say, this is why we watch anime. <laughs> this is, is literally why you watch anime. It is a man with a gun for a head. So that would like, make him man gun head. 
Is it like Bam Bear Pig? But, you know, <laughs> I don't know. A bit Is it? Stranger. All, all, all I wanted to say throughout the entire time I was watching the show was, "That's a man's head." I mean, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> but in its own universe, it does seem to work. This is a weird universe of crazy, crazy technology. Very uh, kind of Ghost in the Shell with a bit yeah. more of a sort of like a gritty noir complex. And some magic as well. Mm. Tiny bit. There's inter- what really surprised me when I was looking into it was that this is to do, had, it's got the same character designers and team involved in it as Black Lagoon. Yeah, right. I was just yeah. like, and yeah, I can, I can see, see that, that now. Because <laughs> yeah, in Black Lagoon, they always had such focus and detail on the guns and the technology, especially mm. because of the subject matter of like piracy on the modern high seas. And to see that sort of art style repeated in this yeah. is just, oof, yes! I also, yeah. like, the character interactions and movement are beautiful as well. Mm-hmm. It's something that really made me go, oh, yeah, mm. give me that, give me more of that. I love how he he just constantly is the stereotype as well. He's constantly so <laughs> brooding, he's constantly got all this sort of nihilistic stuff to say. Yeah, he's that sort smoking, of the brooding detective, the, I got no time for women. No one in my life. For dames. Can't let anyone get close. Dames. 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 But um, this doesn't really connect to the next one we were watching because we went on, we've got to watch this because we've been putting it off. Yeah, Demon School. Yeah, so (laughs) welcome to Demon School, Arumakun. And wow. Yeah, I uh, didn't get as far as you guys, but I've seen various clips of this and Oh man, this is a weird show. The pacing reminds me of Kill the Kill. Yeah, hey. it's very frenetic, isn't it? Yeah, and th- he never gets a break, and he's never gonna get a break though. In the way he does, but he's not—he's not invested in this. I'm new sorry, world but that, that he's summoning done. ritual. <laughs> I called it. Remember? You did. Remember? Call it. We were watching it, and I was like. I know what's going to happen. Oh my! Oh my God! No spoilers. I still need to catch up with you. Yeah, guys yeah, we will. We yeah, will not say it. But it. let's just say, like, the most unexpected thing in every episode, the most unexpected outcome, is probably the most likely outcome. Yes. And it's like th- this is what you would expect of something that won a manga Taisho award. Like th- this is like the manga did incredibly well, and this shows you the exact reason why it won because the comedy and the gags they're not. You know how like some styles of comedy and gags don't age well? These are sort of timeless gags. Like, you know, it is errors that are created just by the situation. It's situational comedy. And almost popular gags, if you consider it as well. Like, suplex! Yeah, (laughs) I I saw that and I was like, no, no. We've been seeing seeing a lot of suplexes lately, haven't we? Yeah, like in... um, Rise Up? Yeah. Kimono Michi. Yeah. That's that's a given. That's actually, well, I mean, it is a wrestling anime, but we, we are seeing it being more and more common of a gag. I love it. Yeah. Love a good German suplex. <laughs> and that, well, actually, I want to talk about something that got announced overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually got announced at the end of an episode, the end of the most recent episode of, of Dr. Stone. Of so Dr. Stone has just finished its 24 episode run, or is it 25? I keep forgetting. Season two is on the way already. Yes! We haven't got a release date, but it's on the way. So, And I can let anyone who's playing catch-up on Dr. Stone know that those last three episodes of that season mm. are <laughs> good quality. And wasn't there a little bit of a teaser that you read somewhere that's where someone was like, oh, you think Tsukasa is the, the big bad? Yeah, I, I don't know what to think of that. I think it was just someone throwing it away on Reddit, but they were saying, like, Tsukasa is not actually the big bad. And you're like... Well, well, I disagree. Well, well, no, no. Let's let's be honest. He's not the big bad. He hasn't turned everyone to stone. But I'm That's thinking true. the person who's turned themselves to stone 
would they have escaped the effects or would they also have been turned to stone and mm. could it be one of them that's already been brought <laughs> back to life? Well, as, we, we, as we saw in that sort of space station story arc, it suggests that the wave originated in South America mm. and they went to the furthest place possible. So at some point in this story, the author is going to have to get them to the other side of the planet without modern technology. That is really interesting. They'll probably do the the obvious cheapskate way out where, you know, they end one volume saying we're going to leave and then the next volume says six months later or something like that. Perhaps, mm. but I don't know. I reckon... I reckon there is a lot of sort of science stuff you can do at sea. I a see Senko building a plane. Uh, I <laughs> to be honest, see, I really do. I can see them crossing the seas on um, one of the Pol- you know the Polynesian style boats. Oh yeah, that they yeah. used to cross like between islands and oh like uh, oh, what was it like Moana? Bo- yeah, yeah, that yes. could work. That'd I can see that. Mm. They were good I love boats. those boats. Well, let's get on task because this past fortnight we have subjected each other to a single anime of our choosing. <laughs> Each one of us chose an anime the others had not seen. We sat down for a marathon session of what we like to call enforced enforced viewing. viewing. Um, Six episodes of each anime was watched, so that was nine hours. (laughs) And with little or no context given before viewing, so what did each of us pick to inflict on the others? Kenny? I picked a classic called Bacano. I could have picked anything to just, you you know, play with you guys, but... I felt like you guys had to watch this one. Coco, you gave us something interesting. Mm, my little monster. It was because of the chicken, wasn't it? Honestly, that was a big <laughs> draw card for me. I was I I persev I I didn't really have to struggle to persevere in this anime. Fair. I enjoyed it. But <laughs> I was looking forward to every episode as to where I'd see the rooster. Fair enough. And I picked Kokoku, which was last year's time-stopping anime. Not to mention last year's earworm. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. So we'll get all our reactions and responses to each of these shows right after we get to the news. Making headlines. Really? Sort of. Anime news. Studio Ghibli finally heads to digital and bad news for the live-action Akira. This is Kawaii Fi Anime News. There's been more delays to two of this season's shows, with both Cautious Hero and Azure Lane missing their broadcast schedule. Cautious Hero's 10th episode has been delayed to December 18th due to production scheduling issues, so a recap episode has aired in its place. The show's third episode had a similar problem occur back in October. Azure Lane's delay appears to be a much bigger issue, with the show not returning to the air this season, and episodes 11 and 12 delayed till the end of March. The series' website claims staff want to improve the quality of the anime, and will see the show re-air as part of the upcoming season in January. Studio Ghibli's extensive back catalogue will become available to purchase digitally for the first time in its history this week. This is following a surprise announcement from distributors G-Kids. People in the US and Canada will be able to purchase the films from December 17 across a range of platforms, including Apple TV, Google Play and Amazon Prime. The announcement comes only a few weeks after it was revealed the studio's films would be available on HBO's new streaming service from early 2020. 
Warner Brothers' live adaptation of Akira has been removed from the studio's release schedule this week, having previously been slated for a tw- May 2021 release. The film was reportedly put on the back burner in July this year after its production schedule began to overlap with director Taika Waititi's work on the upcoming Thor Love and Thunder film. Taika has said he and the team still plan to make the film, but it likely won't happen for another couple of years following the release of the fourth Thor film. Several new series and sequels have had their release dates confirmed this past fortnight. Upcoming Astronomy Club anime, Koisuri Asteroid, is set to premiere on January 3rd, not landing on streaming platforms the same night in Japan. Isekai Librarian anime, Ascendance of a Bookworm, has confirmed its second part will air in spring 2020, with the series' first part ending with a double episode on December 25th. Girl band anime Bang Dream's third season will get underway on January 23rd following its announcement at the Rash und and Craziness concert event. Season 2 of Isekai Quartet will return to screens from January 14 with the cast of The Rising of the Shield Hero joining the chibi-style show this season. Yatagome-chan's Observation Diary is also returning in January with the short-form series premiering from the 5th and Season 2 of Dr. Stone is in the works with the series' final episode promoting the Stone Wars arc as its focus. No release date has been announced yet. Eight more anime series are heading to Funimation streaming services from Aniplex and Nozomi Entertainment's back catalogues. Aldnoa Zero and Valve Ray the Liberator will land on the service from Aniplex along with the classic drama series Angel Beats. Five titles from Nozomi Entertainment will also be available to stream on the platform, including Sound of the Sky and 2000's Boogie Pop Phantom, but the new editions will have some restrictions for viewers outside the US and Canada. Heading to the bookshelves, A Certain Magical Index is getting a new light novel series. This is the franchise's third set since it began. New work will launch in February with writer Kamachi Kazuma again teaming up with Hayamura Kiyomoto to illustrate the novel series. The quintessential quintuplets manga has announced it will be ending in its 14th volume. The series launched in 2017 and has had an anime adaptation earlier this year with a second season in the works. And both We Never Learn Bokuben and Dr. Stone say they have important announcements coming out in the next week. Dr. Stone's announcement will appear in their December 16th issue of the weekly Shonen Jump, and Bokuben will be making their announcement on stage at next week's Jump Fest 20. And that's your anime news for the week ending December 15, 2019. <sighs> that is depressing news about Akira. Yeah, um, we we all knew it was coming, but uh... frankly, I think the project is cursed. I don't think it's ever going to get off the air. I I feel really still quite conflicted over it because of the number. For I know that this is just it, this is the one studio doing this, but all mm. of the reboots that we have recently seen and the quality that they've been, mm. yeah, just makes me feel like I I don't want big studios to be looking after this stuff because yeah. they're just going to see dollar signs. It, it's and it's an art project yeah. and. I mean, I know to, to be honest, that was why I was quite happy when Taika came on board because yeah. he was working directly with the writers and stating that he wanted to adapt the manga, not the original film. Yeah, as a director, he he is a pretty passionate guy, mm-hmm. and I'd like to see what he do with it. But at the same time, I think I got though yeah. Variety has said that that might have been the reason the timeline got pushed out because the studio wanted a certain look and Taika wanted to honor the originals. So we'll have to see if mm. they even actually let him back on board. That's yeah. the concern at this point. Yeah. I yeah I I mean I remember I I, f- I felt 
Well, when I heard that Dread was coming out, because mm. um, that's a, a comic book series that I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed the Stallone one. Yeah, um, but I've, I've got to be honest. The, 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 what was it, 2014 Dread? Uh, around that side. was it? I feel 16, like it was 2012. Well, no. okay, it was it was oh. it was in the last decade, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. the '80s or '90s yeah. one. Um, that I, was amazing yeah, because I um, oh, it was it was the scriptwriter yeah. that I was just because it's Alex Garland yeah. who wrote the beach and oh. amongst other things, and I just think he's brilliant at writing and just knowing that he was on board. Yeah, it made a big difference for the quality. Uh, I mean, who's writing Akira? Um, well, we don't know, but we know Tyke is involved, so at least yeah, it's just, not just a case of some unknown writers. This is true, but then one other thing that bothers me is that directors can sometimes be pulled around by the ADs who are yeah. working for the producers, who are working for the execs, who only see dollar signs. Yeah. So that's my... So I'm, I'm a bit relieved that it's sort of staying put for now. Yeah, that's fine. As I am relieved that Azul Lane is getting a complete... Rehaul because <laughs> that was awful. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I don't expect an improvement. I'm not. What, what do you think they're gonna try and improve? I think they're just gonna try and improve the animation quality. The I, anima- I don't. There was I nothing think, wrong with the animation. I it think was... they think the quality is uh, is fine. Like they do the say, story. they want to improve the quality of the anime. Now, whether that is oh. the quality of the animation or the quality of the story, I'm not sure. Is that but impossible? Maybe <clears throat> the whole thing. Uh, I don't see them doing it. I don't. That's too much money and time. I mean, at least they've seen that it is bad, and they're hopefully going <laughs> to. It's like yeah. Sonic, you know. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully. I mean, we'll wait and see. I mean, I, I'm still expecting just like with the Sonic film, I expect the... Essentially, this is just going to be Smurfs, but with mm. replace Smurfs with Sonic. I like mm. that uh, conspiracy theory that was going around that the original design was intentionally bad, such that when it was redesigned, people would be more keen to see the movie. Yes, but that's not true. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> because who would actually intentionally put out that and then have to spend more money to fix it? That's a terrible idea. Know, and from a, a marketing standpoint, that is the worst thing you can do because if they don't like the redesign, you then lose even more viewers that is true it's a terrible idea but on the note of amazing ideas mm-hmm. we did hear that studio ghibli is going to be coming to streaming on hbo next year but now you're going to be able to actually buy the films digitally for the first time ever so that yeah i did awesome. i did hear that they were uh, switching over to like buying it digitally so i thought Okay, are they doing one or the other? No, they're doing both. They're doing both, yeah. So um, this admittedly is just in the US at the moment because they've still got to sort out the rights distribution and allocation for other international areas. Mm. But US, Canada, UK, um, I believe, and and Ireland should all have access to the digital downloads for it, which is pretty good. Um, It'll only be a matter of time until it pops up in the other areas. Now, for me, I still would like to get them all on, you know, 4K Blu-ray and then just sit there and bask in the one List, like yeah, I did just, with Akira the other day. To just have it as a nice little addition to a library. Mm-hmm. A nice physical. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. That's what a library is for, isn't it? Showing well, off they say, your They say it's, the stuff. library is for books. And I say the library is for showing off all my stuff. <laughs> 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 and there is, is a lot of stuff. <laughs> yes, this is true. I mean... No, I could say something about certain books that can be put into libraries, but I'm not going to here. Okay, moving right (laughs) along. Coco's added something to the magical list. Let's talk (laughs) about enforced viewing. Hawaii Fi Radio. 
think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Coco, did you say something during that sting? I say a lot of things. I mean, this is a podcast. I have to talk, uh, right? Yes, but I think you said something very specific so, Kenny, and somewhat um, concerning. Kenny, what, yes. what did you have for us today? <laughs> now, for this enforced viewing thing, I could have subjected you both to anything. anything. Animes that I know that would twist your minds and make everything that comes after seem tame by comparison. Oh, is there a Mountain of Madness anime? Uh, no, but I want it so much. There but is a manga, though. But Yes, there yeah. is, isn't there? That, I think that's getting an English release this year, too. Oh, nice. Fingers crossed. I want that. But yeah, I had to select something that's... um. Okay, it's tri difficult to actually explain, but it kind of is sort of like a secret handshake in the anime community, I've discovered. Oh, okay. Um, it's called Bacano. Now, what... Can I just ask firstly, mm. what on earth does Bacano actually mean? Is this a made-up word? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's actually a real word. It's Italian. It means uh, chaos, cacophony, ruckus. Oh, okay. And that is actually very fitting. It's yeah. absolutely fitting for what this is because uh, you guys remember watching Pulp Fiction, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is basically anime's answer to Pulp Fiction. It's a whole lot of stories that sort of just intertwine all these like crazy characters that sort of crash together every now and then. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it was it's it was an ensemble cast, and to be honest, like as far as animes go with an ensemble cast, this is the first time I've seen it done actually really well. Oh, this thing was basically a character study, and uh, in learning about how the writing process went for this, yeah, unsurprising. Um, but I should probably try to attempt to tell you guys all the right. story. So let, let let's try and explain the plot of this anime. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so there is, in fact, three plots. Three. Three of them. They are uh -huh. they are set years apart, like a year apart from each. Here's the thing, though. Each episode will play not one plot, not two, but all three of them at various points, at various intervals of those plots. Like Memento. Yeah, this, kind of, this yes. got us really confused, which you'll hear in a, a recording shortly. Yeah, because... um. You got to give this thing the three episode treatment to find out if it really is for you. But there are, as I mentioned, three plots. The first one is about gangsters in Prohibition era New York, which is very cool. Yeah, they are, um, you know, struggling against each other, conniving against each other. They're also conniving against a secret society that is brewing an immortality liquor. Mm. Story oh, two is a whole lot of chaos, bloodshed, murder, and mayhem that happens on a steam train called, and everyone laughs at it, the Flying Pussyfoot. Kampai! Kampai! <laughs> okay, that's a weird reaction. But yeah. Now the third story. We're all here for it. The third story has to do with the search for a mafioso named Dallas Genoad, who knows too much and has turned up missing. Now, we ended up discovering that all of these stories are intertwined all around this elixir of mm -hmm. life, if you will. But uh, I think you just need to hear our reactions to understand exactly what's going on. Mm -hmm. So you were saying that this isn't a uh, timeline that goes uh, forward it's, normally. It's not linear, no. Why is she dressed as Santa? Oh, they're robbing a place, so of course you dress as Santa. This they looks just, great. This looks good. I am really enjoying this music. Lad, Russo, Ascalon. And the transitions between the characters is very cool, too. Mm. Very cool names. Her name is nice. <laughs> and here's Jacuzzi Splot. <laughs> He's a weird one. That's a cool name. Oh, no. He's a journalist. Japan, we need to we talk. We need to talk, Japan. He's not a journalist. He's a journalist. The Daily Days. 
journalist. He's not a journalist. You see, Daniel Jackson retired from Stargate Command and started summoning demons. And then he died yeah. again. And then he died. Yeah, summoning <laughs> demons on a boat. <laughs> ah! That was a man's head. And then... Oh. Oh, that's good. Oh, oh my god, though. This gives you an oh. idea of the plot. Far out. The animation in this is really good. It is. Yeah. This looks like it's Prohibition period. Yep. Yeah. So, why is the Mafia invincible? <laughs> Someone's playing GTA with cheat mode on. <laughs> exactly. So, as far as first impressions go... This is pretty nutty and I immediately think this could be to do with vampires or immortality, like curses or magic. I feel like I need to watch it through once and then through again. Yeah, this is kind of like, you know how people say, oh, you got to watch Inception twice to fully get it? Uh, yeah, this one you do have to kind of see all the way through mm. and then on a second view and you're like, oh. I don't, yeah. I feel like... Inception, Inception is not that hard of a film to it follow. Really isn't. This one, a bit. So, there was our initial reaction. Oh, yeah. And I'm in, glad um, we kept watching. In going back to the first episode, I, uh, you know, I instantly found it much, much harder to sort of give a plot synopsis because the anime spoils the outcomes of all three of its storylines in the first episode. Yeah, because you have you that weird that. sort of, like, narrator guy and girl who... The girl who does not speak like a six-year-old, but is clearly a six-year-old. Yeah. Or yeah. someone but of that age bracket. interesting relationship dynamic. Perhaps there's something mysterious to that. Ooh. Oh, well, yeah, the vampires. Totally vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that was the first place you guys went for Well, that. yeah, because I was like, oh, they're definitely vampires. This makes sense, you know? It's, you know, the prohibition area. That's when they kind of go, and oh, They're yeah. out at night a lot, aren't they? Mm, it seems to be the case. Yeah. But what, one thing that re I really loved about this was the music. Like, not, uh, not just, mm. like, throughout the show, but that opening theme is amazing. It sucks you in. It's what sucked me in when I first discovered it. And actually, one, I had a look online, and there, is a cover band out of uh, California oh. called Driving Recklessly and then in brackets with seatbelts. Are we about to get YouTube copyright struck again? Probably because these guys are amazingly good but I want you to have a listen. So the cover, the song's called Guns N' Roses. We'll actually be linking directly to their um, YouTube channel and Facebook pages across the uh, notes. So if you really enjoy what they've done, have a look down in the notes you'll be able to see what they're doing. But this is their, their take on the opening theme. <laughs> Play this with them if I was still on trombone. Mm. 
Oh my god, I would have so much fun playing this. See, the first place I actually saw the trailer for this show was on a Bleach TV, way back in the day when I was still collecting in my river. Oh wow. And the trailer for it was just the opening bit, showing all the different character names, just sort of flashing past in a re- yeah. like reckless abandon. And I was just like, wow, what is this? What's going on? Speaking of characters, Isaac and Miria. Oh, uh, I love them. He's like I now Zat completely Brannigan's understand it. Like he is. Un- messed up brother he, or he, he is the ancestor of Zap Brannigan before yes. he got messed up on drugs, coke and other things that are illicit in America. Let's just say <laughs> Zap Brannigan didn't end up the way Isaac had intended. But so he's awesome and so is she. The characters we're talking about are Isaac and Miriam. They are two thieves who are just kind of oblivious to everything that's going on around them. They sort of get themselves involved, but really don't know how they're involved. <laughs> yeah, which is hilarious at every turn of the dice. They mix themselves into all three of the storylines in the strangest ways, often in, like, elaborate costumes. Which is the where, if you remember in the um, little preview of us responding, me going, why is she dressed as Santa? That and, was Miriam. And he's dressed as, uh, like, a jack-o'-lantern. Yeah. Yes. In another scene, they're dressed up as, like, rich upper-class men and women when they're shopping for more disguises. In another scene, they are camping out on Eve Genouard's uh, balcony in her very, very secure yeah. home, dressed as American Indians. Oh, and then there's them also digging for gold as well. Yes, I, because they want to steal gold from the earth. They're I, thieves. I have to say, they are so optimistic. I and know. And they, they encourage each other so... Nicely, they're so uncomplicated. I just also, love whenever they're on. I love the fact that they took the utter Mickey with their heist against the mafia because they dressed up as baseball players and they're like, I think it was Babe Ruth who, who mobbed us. What do we do about that? <laughs> <laughs> In another scene, it shows them uh, stealing watches to steal time itself. Uh, they are. <laughs> they I steal, never thought of that. They steal the front door of a museum so that nobody can get in. Wait. <laughs> it's like for uh, all the serious stuff going on, for the mysticism and magic of the immortality brew, the uh, politics and the bloodthirst of the mafiosos, you've just got these two random cases. And mm. that's uh, another thing. Um, there are no central main characters in the show. Everyone, to an extent, is the main it's character. It's like a Love Actually type style film. Pretty yeah. much, yes. It's Ensemble cast. A cacophony of stories. Mm. Well, we only got to watch six episodes of that, but um, we'll be finishing. Uh, it we'll off. be finishing that off. How many oh. episodes in altogether? There are tw- thirteen episodes altogether, and that is the end of Driving Recklessly's cover of Guns and Roses with Kano Op. Um, once again, details down below. You can have a look and uh, see exactly uh, how good these guys are. They're mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Cheers, guys. That sounded amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, also. Um, yeah, there's, as I was saying, 13 episodes, and then there is three OVAs, I believe? Uh, yes, uh, they follow on from the main plot. Um, for more of it, there is a manga series which goes ah. even further. There's katana-wielding Mexican ladies and all sorts of stuff. Really? What? Okay, so oh, I can't wait someone was that. having fun with and that. And I'm assuming the flying pussyfoot remains a main character? Uh, to a point, it is one of the main plot arcs, but it's sort of... Cancelled at a certain point. So that, oh, you, you, that's okay. it. Crazy stuff happens. I'm guessing it kind of fulfills its purpose and tells its story, and then the results of that are the rest which connect to the other two story plots. Yes, and then a further storyline later on, a further couple of story. I, I don't There's know. There's a how lot. Many okay, lines. cool. Good to know. We will definitely continue watching mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, that's the thing with this anime. It's like, I don't think it's even spoilerific to say it, 
But like this takes place, the main anime takes place between 1930 and 1932, mm. all three of the stories, mm. and later ones will take place between 1933 and 2001. Did oh, Prohibition wow, okay. and 32? Was it 34? 35? Uh, th- I think it was 34. I, I could be wrong. 34 from the man left. Do I hear it? 35. 35. 35. 35, 35, 35. <laughs> anyway, we now need to get on to one which is a whole load of clucking. Kawaii Fire Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. And it is a clucking good time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. You just had you just led me in. I'm with sorry, that but <laughs> <laughs> so I made Kyle and Kenny sit down and watch My Little Monster, also known as Tonari no Kaibitsu, which means literally the monster sitting beside me or my this, monster neighbor. Um, wow. This and was crazy. The monster isn't the rooster. No, 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 no. This is nothing. Mm. The, the rooster's just kind of there. It's in a modern day... <laughs> in a modern day Japanese high school, um, uh, Mizutani Shizuku is... she She's a high school girl focused on studying, mm. wants to land a career with a 10 million yen per year salary. She doesn't have any friends because she wants to succeed in life. 10 million yen, that's what, 100,000 Australian or US-ish? 10 million yen, I Lady think. Lady has ambition. 100,000, uh, yeah. That's I would have thought lot. it was like Lots. a million. No, no, no. No, no because it's it's cents to... That everything is cents instead of cents and dollars. Feel free to update us, guys. Um, 100,000. 100, <laughs> um, yes, so basically has no friends, focused on, on studying and... Um, yeah. Hmm. And one day um, she is tasked by her teacher to deliver some papers to a classmate who hasn't shown up since well he hasn't actually ever shown up well he, sh- he showed up on the first day and then he gets into, got into a, a, fight. a fight got into a fight and left a big bloody person print against the wall yeah, yeah which is Dear still God's there man. um <laughs> so she's a bit apprehensive they have no um, money for cleaning this ha- this classmate's name is yoshida haru and he originally yes like kenny said stopped showing up because he got into a fight he was the winner. Um, Shizuku <laughs> goes winner. to his place of residence, which is a baseball batting cage centre. See, initially I thought he was homeless. Mm. Yeah, that's what I thought when I first started watching it too. Um, mm. Haru's cousin runs it and um, she sort of encounters him there, hands him the papers and leaves, only to get ambushed by him on her way home. Um, they end up kind of talking kind of hanging out for each, with each other for the rest of the day, and then he decides he's in love with her. Now, I think we should probably at this point play the reactions because yes. that first episode... A lot happens. A heck of a lot happens, especially for this style of show, but oh, yeah. you'll, you'll hear in a second. Why the rooster and the happy children, the rooster? Moving right along, this yeah. is very colourful, very bright. Okay, so there are a couple. That's a collar. That, that's a... He's not a dog. All right, I'm guessing he's an unruly character who can't be controlled. That's my bet. But that's a leash and a collar. Are they... Uh, that is a blood splatter. Against a wall. <laughs> How did he In do In the shape it? of a person. What did he do? Yeah. Okay. 
We've come across the violent man. I'm starting to understand that whole collar thing. <laughs> Jump out the window! What the hell? <laughs> Shortest anime ever, Coco. And that's assault. So, <laughs> please bring him back. No, no thanks. I'm good. Smiles, walks off. I question the language use in this. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is the wrong... He took it as an instruction book. He was the first year speaker. He took that place. What? Man, he's got serious anger management issues. Oh! Oh! He yeah. punched her by accident. You've brought this on yourself, mate. You know who he sort of reminds me of? Goku. Oh my god! A little bit. Loves to oh, fight, always hungry, and has absolutely no social clues. Yeah. Oh, oh he's what? In yeah. the first episode? Three assaults! Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you are messed up. He thought from the book that if he kissed her, he'd like feel his heart pounding again. And so he kissed her and. Nothing. Mister! What are your thoughts after the first episode? We've got, of course, five more to go. I'm very concerned that she's gonna fall for him because. I mean, okay, she's damaged, but man, that's a. Uh... He's a different kind. He needs to solve his own problems before he can be with someone else. I uh, I don't see him as the kind to even recognise he has a problem. Mm. Mm. So um, I have concerns. I have concerns. I still have (laughs) concerns. I believe that's sort of the last word you can put to every single episode. (laughs) I too continue to have concerns. I don't think I've actually... Have I, yeah, I have finished it. You finished it twice? Like, yes. in, you know, give this the three-episode treatment. Uh, emotions, fl- like, go crazy. They all, like, make these, they like, do. great mm. sort of, like, um, you know, intonements. Like, they, you know, really get their feelings out there. She's and ex- you just have to wonder, okay, where can you possibly go from here? Oh, mm-hmm. there. Yeah, like the, some of the jumps that they go to just make you go, well, is that the right choice? Like, couldn't there have been a better way to do it? And, you know, mm. maybe write him a little less Well, that's insane? the thing. He is very over the top. Like you said, they're both damaged. He has very little filter, almost nothing at all. Like, yeah, considerable issues with uh, communicating his feelings and thoughts. Yeah. But he's also kind of a genius, as it turns out. Yeah, which just it, it smacks in the face of all logic. Yeah, he took time <laughs> off uh, primary school. Was it primary or middle school? Middle school, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, the same stud- thing happened. Didn't he like get in a fight at the yeah, beginning of middle school fight. and then just learnt everything at home? Did he make another blood, bloody person mark against I'm going to say yes. It's probably one that will show up at some point. But one thing I found interesting about him is that he uses words in ways that indicate he's heard them and only vaguely grasped their meaning. <laughs> like, he'll, he'll say to Shizuku, oh, yeah, I really like you. And then he'll say something like, "In a, I, I want to, you yeah, know, yeah, I, I, I want to be intimate with, with you, you. yeah, yes. in, in in a different sort of way of saying it." And it's just like that just came out of nowhere, which you is see, a lot of him throughout. Like, as we said, each of these we've sat through six episodes, and throughout all of that, I we have seen his character grow slightly, but it makes me really wonder what his mental condition is so is he potentially on the spectrum and doesn't understand social cues is he just from a really messed up background where he's grown up in say an abusive household yeah at at some point i want to know his backstory but in another way i don't want to know his backstory yeah i mean we do learn a little bit about his family and his brother and 
that doesn't really clear up any more of the mystery, but his <laughs> really brother doesn't. seems just as bad as him. It will clear up okay. if you keep watching. If we keep watching. <laughs> I'm, incl- I'm inclined to keep watching. This is a crazy kind of a romance that I'm you know, happy to have seen. Mm. Yeah, It really is. And um, I like how Shizuku slowly starts to show... Like, towards the end of the six episodes, she started to... Show some emotion. Yeah, and there was a fr- they, they they got a friend, uh, Natsumi Asako. <laughs> Get a friend. Yeah, yeah, she seems to have sort of accrued her own sort of clique of friends. Yeah, Asako, she's so cute, and she's <laughs> she also has no friends except only in an online community. <laughs> and yeah. she bargained with Haru right early on, and she was like, "I need to pass this test. I am doing very badly, but I also." need to do like to meet up with my online community in so real life. So I can't life. afford to sit the research. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he tr- he tutors her and <laughs> in exchange she takes him with her to this meetup. And he ruins and it. Yeah, she doesn't have friends after that <laughs> in the online community. Poor thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, that just tells you everything you need to know about the character. He yes. is a menace. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is, is like imagine Dennis the Menace. Like I know that's really gone really far back, but I remember reading like as a kid, because my parents were from the UK, they had some old Dennis the Menace car- like mm. ma- ca- comics. I'm not saying cartoons, manga. <laughs> Dennis <laughs> the Menace, the manga. I, remember I would that. read that. The Beano. The was Beano, cool. yeah. yeah. And some of the behaviour in there was just, mm. yeah, over the top. So, I was mm. going to say they wouldn't be out of place in Konosuba, honestly. Actually, you're, you're right. Right? You're right. <laughs> now, there's some interesting. Um, Chops on the voice actors. Oh, okay. So Shizuku's voice actor, um, <laughs> Kaori Kari in You're Under Arrest. Oh. Ah. Um, also, she was Asuna Yuki in Sword Art Online. Okay, fair enough. Pina Colada in Gate. <laughs> I um, love Princess Pina Colada. It's such a silly name. Yeah. Pina Colada and Asuna are the. Whoa, I don't, I don't know if you're yeah. aware, but all the um, female knights. In Gate are named after alcohol, so there's Beef Eater, there's Pina Colada. Yes, I, I love yeah. Sunrise. That's so funny. <laughs> she was also Sonoe usual in O Maidens in Your Savage Season and oh, yeah. Wota in Wasteful Days of High School Girls. Wow. Yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah. So um, she's got some major chops, like you said. Yeah. yeah. Haru's voice actor, similar. Um, he was. Please don't tell me that he is. Kirito? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. No, he's not. Uh, he was Endo in Dagashi Kashi. Um, oh. Also, Kiichiro Misumi in Magical Girl Sight mm-hmm. uh, and Mikio Shirato in Megalobox. Also, oh. Honey Badger in African Office Worker, <laughs> aka oh. Africa Salaryman. Yes. This yeah. season's insanity. It's a few bit, bit nutty <laughs> oh, this season. Oh, he was also Koyo Aizuki in Blendess. Ah, that kind of makes sense. Very and well. <laughs> uh, Asako's voice actor was also in Blendess. Ah, yes. we did see like a few people who've been stolen from like other shows recently. Well, not stolen, mm. just like you know, we went and got the whole around. cast of K on and grabbed them and put them in this show. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yes, it's the same sort of thing. Yes, we did see that last time, didn't S- we? Similar thing with um, Encouragement Mio's of voice. Climb yes. as well. Mm-hmm. Sim- like we grabbed all the cast from mm. this particular show and put That's them there. That's like a new comfiness. I don't know. I've, I've, I've seen a couple of uh, Hollywood movies do the same. I think mm. there was a Pride and Prejudice. Sorry, uh, no. Um, Yes, there was a Pride and Prejudice movie after Harry Potter having all the actors from Harry Potter in it. I oh, think it's just that it was the same with like In Bruges because in you had Bruges, the actor yes. for Voldemort and Hagrid on opposite sides fighting no, each other. No, it wasn't Hagrid. It was Mad-Eye Moody. Sorry, yes, yes Mad-Eye and Moody. And Fleur Delacour yeah. was in it as well. I think oh, yeah, it was yeah. just that, uh, you know, they see that these actors work really, really well together. And maybe it's the same thing in the uh, Japanese voice acting community. And they decide, 
okay, you've got chemistry. Can you just all come over here and do another project together? And, it's like, we, and we've seen that with the Marvel films as well, like all hmm. people from that going off and doing other Disney films together. Let me just make a little bit of a note on In oh. Bruges. Yep. I feel like it's a an, a modern day adaptation of a satyr play, the way that it runs. Oh, the Greeks. Yeah. And everyone should watch it just for Rafe Fiennes because, my goodness, uh, his character. Just just a warning. There is a language warning there attached is, to There is a, a very massive amount warning. of profanity. Oh, there is a language warning attached to this anime. It's still. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, yeah, I think right. all... F- Actually, I think Bacano is the only one which doesn't have a language warning, but it does have a violence warning. So there you go. Yeah, Bacano has more of a lingo warning. They mm. talk about sleeping with the fishes. Meh. Yes, yes. I'd um, say this would probably be. I've been to Bruges. On an, yes. Bruges is a very pretty place. It's, it's like a fairy tale. tale. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said that yes, without any profanity. Sounds profanity. <laughs> um, but um, let, let's get back on the topic of this. So look, we, we watched six episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't yeah, know. What did I, you guys think? I want to see where it goes, but I'm also... Did, were you enchanted by the rooster, whose name is Nagoya? <laughs> Nagoya, yes. Lovely, lovely, lovely big chicken. Which um, I have a theory about. It's chaotic, well. and the people writing this just know how to amp up the drama, and I definitely want to see well, where it ends. Was this a manga originally as well? Uh, yes, mm, I believe That was. makes sense. Uh, I'm in two minds about it because I want to know how this is going to turn out. That's This is my love for any sort of romance drama story. I want to know what the end game for it is and how we're going to get it. It's why I've stuck with Domestic Girlfriend so long, for oh, instance. Like, yeah, that. That, that is a dumpster fire and I adore it. Poor um, but yeah, the other side of that is what on earth... I kind of don't want to give him any of my time because he is so annoying and I hate him. You really hate I him? I really struggle wow. to like him because he is violent, he is illogical. He's it, a loose cannon. He's a loose cannon. And no one's actually put him into place and he doesn't listen. While he has grown and does take those things away, mm. he only takes away the minutest bit of information from it and it doesn't actually fix the issue. It's very slow character development, yeah. Yeah, and considering we've only got another six episodes to finish that development, I don't see him being a redeemable person at the end of it. Ooh, so harsh, man. That, 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 that's why I'm struggling with it. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I will watch it to find out how it turns out because, you know, I'm six episodes in. That's only another hour and a half to finish it. So um, I, I'll, I'll stick it out. Okay. I'm interested. It's I want to see the princess end up with a brave knight. Just, you know, I yeah. love a good romance. So not him. You <laughs> 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 might he be will. violent and powerful, but if you punch your girl, that's... I don't even... I don't care. Okay, that was an accident, though. Yeah, but um, then he does pour a milkshake on her head and all this other stuff. He's not... He doesn't... He, he doesn't, doesn't treat other people with well, respect. She's no freaking violent about it either. When he yeah, does stuff like that, like that, she does it right back. She's like, you know... Mm. She's got the balls. Yeah. So he, like, either way, I look at that and go, that's not a healthy relationship for either of them. That is the, true. The way he behaves at the beginning is very loose cannonish, but that's mm. because he has no relationships. Oh. And on that note... I didn't realise this until I was doing some research on the show's opening theme because I thought this is a pretty cool theme. Mm-hmm. There is a live action film Ooh. of this. and Who plays the chicken? Uh, yes. There's an actual chicken. Oh. I have seen. I, I, I sent so Coco cute. the link to it. Because he's like this gorgeous little white leg rooster <laughs> on. He's so gorgeous. I'm not going to lie. like The actor playing him 
looks yeah. he he actually looks perfectly he does. perfect for that part and he does you know they're really kind of taking the my little monster aspect of it because he is a monster to the next level so he's perching on his chair almost gargoyleish like <laughs> um and like she L is from death the, the actor they've got the player um her is so deadpan good like mm. in a good way Ooh. i'm you know i what? was like that's perfect you know what we have that. to uh, do a Kawaii episode where we watch um, live action adaptations. Yes, but that I can, can be. I can think of a few interesting ones for that. That can actually. be an enforced viewing as well. I feel. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. That actually. makes it interesting. See how long you can last. Such as Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> All, all I'm going to say, with the sound yeah, the anyway, sound, the sound's um, gone again. But all, all yeah. I can say for that is, you know, we, we've done our best, but <laughs> we'll have to wait till next time for me to explain my theory on the rooster. Anyway, um, let's get on to the last film of the trio. Kawaii Radio. I think I watched that as a kid. Oh yeah, I remember that. Back catalogue. Coming in, coming <laughs> out. Don't you see me crazy now? Told you get stuck in your head. Yeah, and it did. Um, do you remember, Kenny, how we organised the order in which we'd watch these? Yeah. yeah. And you remember how I was really frustrated how upset by this. He was mm-hmm. that his was lost. <laughs> <laughs> this is why so we, 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 we rolled we rolled the dice um, a d6 and um, we assigned numbers to each of the shows and. Uh, Kenny's came up first, then Coco's, and then, but, of but, course, but, that but, left but, me but at then, the end. But but you did try to justify it. You were I like, did. no, no, I think this should go next because... And I was like, ah, uh, no, my rooster anime goes first. <laughs> <laughs> so Look, we finally all I'm saying gotten... is that Coco, to me, we ended on the best. No offence. Like, you have been pretty passionate about this one. Like, I am a big fan of this anime. So Kokoku, or Moment by Moment, is a psychological drama, supernatural mystery anime. It originally was a manga, and that was released from 2009 to 2014. And truth be told, you can read most of that online, in English, on Kodansha's website, who are the distributor for it, Yay. for free. Which is nuts to think of. Um, written and illustrated by Hori Seta. And it was Geno Studio with Twin Engine producing, which we actually finally led us to do research to go, okay, that opening scene with the motorbikes, who on earth is this? So I yeah, thought it was it's, Mappa. Well, we thought it was Mappa. Then we thought it was to do with um, WZ. And then it was another one. And we've realized that they're just the production house that then work with the studio. Because we've seen them show up in a bunch of like our favorite animes. And like it's always our... had a different logo on the back of the jacket. Yeah, yeah. Way to get... Um... That, know, that's it. Get, way to get your name out there. Yeah. Mm. So that's that's Twin Engine. Um, but it was Geno Studio, and this is rated R for violence and profanity. Granted. Ah. Mm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll give you the, the, the story, and then you, you can hear our um, initial takeaway from this. So having failed 19 job interviews in a single day, Juri Yukawa's uh, dreams of moving out of her parents' home are utterly dashed. She's stuck living with her working mother... Uh, sister Nobuko, neat brother Tsubasa, laid off father Takafumi and single parent sister Sanai. What's the working mother part? That's not true. The mother didn't come into it. There was no mother in it. The mother's dead. I think she was away working. Well, yeah. Because Um, she was the breadwinner. The only hope for this family is to raise a decent adult is the little nephew Makoto, who Mm -hmm. is the 
son of the sister Sanai. Now, this struggling family's life takes a turn for the absolute worst because Makoto and the older brother Tsubasa are violently kidnapped after he goes to pick him up to school by a mysterious organization who are called the Genuine Love Society. Doesn't seem very genuine or like Never it's a cult. Been a let's let's not beat around the uh, yeah. The what bush. a contradiction! It's a cult. Um, within on, with only thirty minutes to spare, they've got to deliver five million yen to the criminals. Jury's grandfather at this point reveals that a dangerous, powerful secret has been hidden in their household, and this is likely why they've been t- come after. He offers his blood to a mystical stone and the three enter the world of stasis. It is literally a version of their world where time is stopped. It is the frames between seconds, the moments between moments. Um, And everyone in that world is stopped except for those who are holding the stone when the blood was poured into it. Having arrived at their destination because they could then just walk over without having to worry about time to go and save um, their nephew and brother, the rescue effort goes a bit sideways because... They are assaulted by a group of people also in that exact frame of time that they have jumped into and they are able to move around within the stasis as well. Mm-hmm. And all hope seems lost and then something happens. Da-da-da-da. And you can hear exactly what that is in a moment. Hey, this is a familiar opening. Yeah, I always just see this scene as sort of like a harbinger of how good an anime is going to be. I, lo- I like the way it looks already and I love the way she's moving through the crowd and it looks like she's late to something. <laughs> well, I mean, if you can't start an anime off with someone being late. Yeah. And the weirdness commences. Oh. Oh my god, what's that? That's... That looks like, like a wooded wood spirit. Ooh, trippy. She reached out to us. Here we go. This damn song, Kyle. Don't that make you crazy now? Don't that make you crazy now? You have it as your ringtone still, don't you? I do. What was the cat? Who are these people? Ah, uh, that's not an actual cat. Don't worry. Oh, good. That puts my mind at ease. <laughs> the colours are incredible. They are. I didn't notice that. Oh my god, that looks like like a tree. The tree of hands. Last moment. (laughs) (laughs) She turned off Dark Souls. I'm loving the character design. They're all so unique looking. I do love the movement in this. Yeah, animation is great. Oh my god. Is this Gantz? They're kind of in an invincible state at the moment. What the... What? What the... Intriguing. I just feel like it's just so unfair. These people are not like they're struggling. But I mean, old man's just got a magic rock laying around and they're struggling. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. 
our reaction is probably not very informative and leaves a lot to the imagination because it's mostly just us going, whoa, whoa. Yeah, whoa. pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't put in some of the other comments because there was a lot of swearing. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. You see some of the things and you're just like, what the beep? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I will... Yeah, you were you were swear. a particular potty mouth that evening. Um, hell, Coco. <laughs> but that opening theme song is flashback and it's performed by Miniavi vs. Ken Ken. And to be honest, I think the version they use for the anime is actually better than the original because it that song is literally all build. Mm. Like that is the beginning and the end of the song. So they cut out all of the build time, which I really enjoy. Yeah, it's the first time you hear that song, you're just like, okay, this is kind of a weird opening. By the third time, you are grooving along to it helplessly. It can't be helped. It's it's really addictive. So mm. now I know for a fact that we got six episodes in and then I had to do a night shift and you guys then watched the rest of it without me. Oh, yeah, yeah we concluded it. And <laughs> we were like, we don't have to feel guilty about this. He's seen it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've seen it multiple times at this point. Yeah, that was the third viewing for me. So, <laughs> yeah, um, this year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we did keep going yeah. and it was cool. It uh, concluded very, very gracefully. Th- did you like how they kind of wrapped it all up? Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. I that really was, um, uh, you know, as far as time travel stories go, we see them take place in the past, the present, and the future, but not in a single moment. Yeah. And, like, they are just trapped in a second for practically all of the series. And this Which is amazing. And this mm. won't give anything away, but the little brother! He's, he's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I have to admit, like... M- Majima, sorry, Makoto. not M- Makoto is good. So let, is let's um, let, let's jump through a, a couple of different things here. So firstly, the characters. Jury, um, she's unemployed woman. She's only kind of just 22? left uni. Yeah, um, and this is a big difference for this anime. It's not about high school age people, mm. which mm. you know it, they change the animation style. It's a more mature adult looking characters as opposed mm. to children. And it's not a someone who's sort of like in the balance of life. These people are disadvantaged mm. yeah heck one of the biggest contributors to their party is like some crazy old dude yeah He's great which is great like the, the grandpa g-son and which literally just is a short name for grandfather son yeah. um, he doesn't actually have an official name grandfather son um but you know jury's so trying cool. to stay positive but her family is breaking down around her and then you know jury's grandfather has held on this original magical stone and this secret for his whole life and that allows them to go into stasis and merge with these jellyfish called spectres. Yeah, these which let you move sort of around streams it. of light. Which we were discussing actually, mm. because Kenny, you pointed out very rightly so that if you pause time and then you move around during time, the friction of the air would set you on fire. Yeah, if now, you now don't add logic to my anime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things in like uh, shows like The Flash and stuff is the reason they have to wear the crazy suit is to block the effects that would normally happen. Of them, you know, running so fast past air particles that the friction ignites and, them. And she does ask some of these questions as well, to yeah, which Granddad was... goes, no, don't bother. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> which is partially a cop-out, but I enjoy the fact that they actually did ask the question mm. and sort of answer it. But well, they mm. ask the question and he says, well, I don't know, because, you know, he's only gone in twice. Yeah, it's not as if this sort of thing comes with an instruction manual, exactly. generally. Mm. Um, but... Then you've also got our villain, which is Sagawa Junji. Now, he is the leader of the cult, Genuine Love Society. And it's very... Just, I would like to do a quick aside here that there is a statistic 
that I came across in my research for this to do with cults in Japan. And according to this statistic, which was uh, discovered by Japan's Internal Ministry of Culture, I think it was, they did a, this was part of their survey, and they asked everyone in Japan if you'd ever been approached by a cult during your lifetime. The percentage of people who responded yes was over 70%. I think it was like 72 or 73%. So it's apparently a well-known part of the culture in Japan that cults cults. are present and problematic. Um, wow. Right, which is you know a very very strange thought to the, have. The crime isn't higher then. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I wonder if they're more you know genuine love cults, so they're a bit more relaxed. Yeah, <laughs> Who knows? One can only hope. Um, but yeah, either way, this guy it feels more like he set up this cult just so he has enough people to do his own bidding. He wants well, to learn everything he can about the stasis world I, I and in turn like, exploit it for his own ends. I feel like, I mean, if you were going to set up a cult. It's for selfish purposes, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's not like you, you'll come up with good reasons to give people to help you achieve stuff. Mm. But yeah. th- then, then we have the other side of the Genuine Love Society, which is Majima Shoko. Now, she's a mysterious woman. Kind of a wild card. Yeah, now, she's led several members into of the Genuine Love Society into stasis, but she's not so much a member of the Genuine Love Society. She's using them for her own purposes. And she's got plans for what she wants to do while inside, which will get unveiled around the halfway point, which you all saw. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also Juri's father, Takafumi, who recently lost his job and is a pain in the butt. Um, her brother, Tsubasa, who's a 30-year-old neat, and he's not very switched on, but his heart's in the right place. I think he's got um, agoraphobia. He just Quite doesn't possibly, like going yeah. outside. And then Makoto, the son who of Jury's sister and her nephew who is hilarious and you get to see Naruto run every time you watch the intros with everyone (laughs) trying to chase after him. Um, But look, all I can say is that Kokuku, ever since I've watched it, has had a very special place in my heart because it is a well-constructed, polished story. It reminds me a lot of Lost in the way that it was sort of like... Except they had a script. Oh, yeah, there was that. <laughs> but more just the feel of it, the sheer mystery. The, they created a world mm. with rules. Yeah. And just like threw a bunch of players into it and said, let's see what happens. And it's, oh, it's great. Which, uh, as Coco pointed out when we were watching it, is kind of what Gantz did. Um, except, obviously, Gantz wasn't a case of time-stopping. You are kind of out of phase with the rest of the world fighting aliens. Yeah. Which was an interesting concept in and of itself. I kind of want to go to that one later. I think we do have to look at Gantz. I need to actually read the manga because that manga only just finished and it's over like a thousand chapters. Oh, actually, that could be the enforced viewing for the live action one. There is a live action Gantz. There is not just one. Oh, There are multiple. There is also a couple of CG versions of Gantz as well. Oh, yeah. I have noticed that of the three enforced viewings that we all suggested, none of them had fan service. Yeah. Mm. That that was something I was actually going to mention as well. Like... (laughs) Um, I think our tastes just sort of align in that respect. Well, in particular, one of the things I liked about Kokoku was the fact that while they were mature adult characters and it was an adult setting, it wasn't about adding fan service for there the sake was of it. Nothing. Oh, well, we say there's nothing. The outro is a bit fan servicey. That yeah, that is weird. It's very strange. That is mm. really weird, and she doesn't look like her as well. She looks. Yeah, like I, I think my understanding is that those are collections of drawings done um, for the collected volumes. Oh, okay. um, in, okay. in Japan, it seems to be very common to put those like original drawings mm. in as part of like a bonus yeah. for the volume. And I mean, but just to go back to mine, how would you fan service Bacano? 
How would you even? I mean, there was an original. There's too ra- many. Miria is the only one I can think of. Uh, there was, oh, actually, no. There's that girl, Ennis, who, yeah. and I actually did some reading on this. The original draft had her specced as a succubus. Ah, okay. It was, it was a very different story. Very different story, clearly. <laughs> um, anyway, um, in the case of Kokuku, you can watch it on Amazon Video. In uh, It's only in Japanese on there with subtitles, but the, the English dub was released this year, and yes. that was by Sentai Filmworks on Blu-ray in the US, and um, I can't remember the company who's doing it for the UK and Europe, but that's on there. But Kano, frustratingly, you can't watch online at the moment. It's license with Funimation expired in 2018. It's license with Hulu expired in 2018. But you can still buy the DVDs. Yeah, and uh, that's where I got mine like 10 years ago. I got mm-hmm. mine for seven bucks from a JB Hi-Fi bargain bin. So, oh. you know, it's out there. It's a bargain. It's a crazy anime. Go buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, My Little Monster, I don't know where you can watch that online. Yeah, that one's a bit more difficult, because to be honest. We, we, we watched it from the, the DVDs we tracked down a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, look... I think maybe Crunchyroll has it. I'm just going to have it. Yep, Crunchyroll do have it, but it might be geolocked for certain locations. Okay. So just be aware you might not be able to catch it on there. It might be on one of their subsidiary companies. And we'll have that. to find out where the live versions are. Yeah, I, I think they might be ne- the living on Netflix, actually. So Ooh, we'll okay. have to have a look at that. Well, look. Anyway, um, we need to finish up now because uh, we've, we've kept run you long out of time. We have. We've <laughs> always run out of time. Kawaii Radio. And that's all the time we have for this episode. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of Kawaii Fi Radio. Mm, and yes, next time it'll be the uh, end of the year, and that can really only mean one thing. Well, a number of things, but for us, Well, I was going to say thing. cake, right? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. We're going to have cake. <laughs> yes. Yes, this is happening. I mean, apart from that... We're also going to make some anime awards. Yes. yes. We'll be sorting through everything we've watched this year and some that we missed. Yeah, and we finding out, back. Yeah, we'll find out what's worthy of gold. And if you got this far in the episode, you should definitely like and subscribe. Yes, I've succumbed to the disease ha! of telling people to like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Push the, what is it? Smash the button. Smash that hit, like hit the button. bell. And Squish that cat. Squish that cat. It was only a matter of time, wasn't it? It Make sure you head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages for breaking anime news and um, extra videos. Yeah, because we had a a few of those the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. You've been listening to Kawaii Fi Radio. We'll be back in two weeks' time, but thanks for tuning in. And until next time, watch watch some anime. anime!